Well, let us get it started. It's just gone a few minutes past nine. It's a Wednesday right on cliffcentral.com. What better way just to get your midweek going than by listening to me, Sia Sangwenifin, right on Untapped Talent. Thank you so much for having me on. It's going to be quite a bumper edition and a half. So this is where I like to talk to interesting people who are just doing the coolest and most awesome things out there. They're young, up and coming, just full of talent. And of course, once again, I just get to rub shoulders with all these people because one day at the Grammys and the acceptance speeches and when they're out there winning all these Tony and great awards, uh, they'll be able, hopefully, to have my name in there. Like, hey, I'd just like to thank Sia because we had an awesome interview with him on Cliff Central and the podcast is available forever. Moving on, so let me tell you about the actual show that's going on. Um, Ashlyn Gray, my goodness, this is what her bio read and it instantly, as soon as I read the first line, I was like, I have to have this girl on my show. So, barely out of high school and already her music career is soaring. Now, this songstress is about to promote her single Battleships. And you know, if you listen to Untapped Talents often, I always like to say that I hate to have this show be like a cooking show. You know, like in cooking shows where they always cook and they make something, then they taste it, and you they never ever say, oh, you know what, that actually didn't taste good and I didn't really like that. So, I always like to have people that are authentically think are so talented and there i was um setting up for this interview and she sent me her song battleships i have been having that song on replay for like the past few days i've been bumping along to it so i'm about to have a fangirl moment as i talk to her later on in the show but also this is quite an impresario and a half of a comedian his name is dusty rich this guy is just you know it's onwards and upwards from here he just recently toured with trevor noah on the nation wild tour and he just performed in durban my hometown for the kings and queens comedy festival and now he's actually about to record a comedy special for comedy central like Dusty Rich, go on with your bad self. So look at that, quite a little lineup and a half of interesting people to talk to in this edition of Untapped Talent. And you feel like if you want to add anything to the show, if you want to ask questions or else give me some sort of um, indication of who I should talk to or what topics I should cover for Untapped Talent in future editions, well, just let me know. 0861-555-189 is the number to dial. Or else you can also just message me on WeChat. Our official account is Cliff Central. Or else on Twitter at cliffcentral.com and at at Sia underscore SF are the two Twitter account, accounts you can use. But other than that, let us get it started. Of course, as usual, with the Talent of the Week news. Let's hit it. Untapped Talent on CliffCentral.com All righty, kicking off our little roundup for the week. Um, of course, we have to talk about the Oscars. You guys know I just... I don't know, maybe I was Ryan Seacrest in a past life when I just like award shows. Most, more than the actual awards, I like to listen in on the drama. I like to see who actually fell. I want to see who cried the most during their speech. I want to see who stumbled and fell. Um, case in point, Jennifer Lawrence. Anything and anywhere. But my all-time favorites are always the music show because you just get these bumper-packed editions of performances. So the Oscars don't really do it for me. But this uh, past Sunday was the 87th Academy Awards. And I have to say, throughout the whole thing and... um Listen, like the range of all the incidences that happened there, you know, you can congratulate he, she and everyone in between for all the awards and the greatness that they achieved. But my ultimate and keeping with the theme of the show, I have to say, uh, the Canadian indie rock duo, Tegan and Sarah, who 
wrote the theme song for the Lego movie. I have to just be like, yo, a little round of applause and a half for them. They're young, they're up and coming. At first, like, I thought, what is going on to them? Because they have this peculiar look to them. But they're actually sisters. And, yeah, without sounding biased, they wrote quite a little, um, probably the most annoying theme song I've ever heard. It's called Everything is Awesome. Like, come on. It sticks to the Lego movie. Of course, with the title like that. I don't particularly like the song, but I like them, if that makes sense. So I can give them a little screwed over to the side. But they had quite an interesting performance. So it it was basically introduced with, like, this choir of Lego people. Because, of course, from the Lego movie. Um, and the super group, basically, like, they popped up. And they had, a, like, backup dancers. Which ranged from, like, construction workers to literally, like, this awesome possum. Basically, it was, you know, there were streamers. And there were acrobats. And there were rainbows. And it was all fantastic and happy. And peace, love, and you know, happiness in the world. John Lennon would be t- proud. Without going into too much detail, I really could give it a miss. I think they also performed with The Lonely Island. The Lonely Island is fronted by Andy Samberg, who's one of the comedians on Saturday Night Live. And that was a very, very cool performance. So performance-wise, thumbs up. Um, Also just, you know, as who you are and you're young, you just scored this massive deal with the Lego movie and being able to do the theme song. So I'm really, really rooting for you. Maybe next time, then you can start appeasing Sia and doing performances to my liking. But until then, big, big thumbs up to you. But sticking to the Oscars, and it's also the Talent of the Week news, the thumbs down has to go to Juliana Rancic. Okay, so if you don't know who Juliana Rancic is, she's one of the um, E! News anchors for E! Entertainment, and, you know, she does the red carpet special with Ryan Seacrest, and then afterwards, was they do the fashion police um, edition of the Oscars when they critique people, you know, who was the best dressed, who was the worst dressed, who shouldn't have even come at all. But this is what, like, basically made the rounds most recently. So there Juliana was in her little skinniness. I'm not about to judge because I'm also size minus seven. But... Um, as an actress, Zen- uh, Zendaya, uh, who's just, you know, she did some kiddies programs, but she's an up-and-coming actress as well. She walked down the red carpet. She was wearing an amazing dress. You know, you can't fault her. She usually has shorter hair. But for the Oscars, she came out with, like, dreadlocks, which went all the way down to her waist. And this, Miss Ransak, listen to that, Miss Ransak, uh, Juliana basically said um, she was talking about the Vivian Westwood gown that Zendaya was wearing. But then she started critiquing Zendaya's dreadlocks. And she said, quote, I feel like she smells of oil or weed. Yeah, so that got everybody going about like, oh, she's being racist and it's a stereotype and why? Just because she, Zendaya is proud to basically sport her natural hair and now uh, Juliana has to be um, all racist about it. So basically, without even cringing, Twitter erupted over the past few days with comments everywhere, basically. And the comments and the tweets were all just about arguing the state and the style of black women's hair. Um, the topic just continued to basically say that, you know, yes, fashion police is fun and it's all about just commenting on, um, on celebrities and what they wore. And it's always very fun and it's lighthearted, but they just felt like Juliana actually took it a step further, um, 
by just bringing the sort of racist connotation to it. So, of course, true to form being Zendaya, peace, love and happiness as well, she took to Twitter to actually comment about this. And she said, uh, she just posted this as a picture with her tweet. But she said, there's a fine line between what is funny and disrespectful. Someone said something about my hair at the Oscars that left me in awe. Not because I was relishing in rave outfit reviews, but because I was hit with ignorant slurs and pure disrespect. To say that an 18-year-old young woman with locks must smell of oil or weed is not only a large stereotype, but outrageously offensive. So Zendaya, in her statements, also continued to start listing all the people, you know, who she knows with dreadlocks. Her father, her brother, Ava DuVernay, who's the director of Oprah... Oprah's movie Salma um, Some people who went to Harvard So great people who have um, dreadlocks And none of them smell like mar- marijuana So I see how it was a stereotype In that sense But um, Zendaya continued to say There's already harsh criticism of African American hair in society Without the help of ignorant people Who choose to judge others Based on the curl of their hair My uh, To remind people of color That our hair is good enough That's what she basically wants to emphasize To me dreadlocks are a symbol of strength and beauty Almost like a lion's mane I suggest some people should listen to India Ari's I'm Not My Hair And contemplate a little Before opening your mouth so quickly To judge So I sort of get where she's going I don't know, do you think it was unfair? Do you think uh, Juliana was justifying what she had to say? Let me know on WeChat But nonetheless, in the spirit of things Yes, you may say fashion police is all about fun And it's light-hearted Juliana actually genuinely felt bad about this And so she released a statement just yesterday about what she what she actually said on fashion police and this is juliana's official uh ap- apology to zendaya i'd really like to address something that is weighing very heavy on my heart i want to apologize for a comment that i made on last night's fashion police about zendaya's hair now as you know fashion police is a show that pokes fun at celebrities in good spirit but i do understand that something i said last night did cross the line I just want everyone to know I didn't intend to hurt anybody, but I've learned it is not my intent that matters. It's the result. And the result is that people are offended, including Zendaya, and that is not okay. Therefore, I want to say to Zendaya and anyone else out there that I have hurt that I am so, so sincerely sorry. This really has been a learning experience for me. I've learned a lot today. And this incident has taught me to be a lot more aware of cliches and stereotypes, how much damage they can do, and that I am responsible, as we all are, to not perpetuate them further. Thank you. Okay. It's all forgiven. Are we going to move past this? We're not going to be angry at Juliana. She can move past this. You know, I do think... You know, as much as he can say, and she can now act all philosophical, it was in the spur of the moment. It was all fun. That's what the show is all about. And I think um, if Zendaya really is genuinely took it personally and she thinks that it is stereotypical or racist, I think that apology was sincere. You know, she wasn't just like any other celebrity. There actually were a bunch of people who, you know, apologized on Juliana's behalf on Twitter. Let's see if I can quickly find that. It's somewhere along the lines. Even Kelly Osbourne her, herself even apologized about what happened so they do it was heartfelt and you know i'll side with it and can we move on from this it's already so heavy and hardcore but you know in the words of (laughs) in the words of the devil wears prada maybe i just don't get what the fuss is about because as the great miranda Priestley says in the movie this has nothing to do with you Mm. 
You go to your closet. Yes, Miranda. And you select, I don't know, that lumpy blue sweater for Tell instance, us about the importance of fashion. Because you're trying to tell fashion. the world that you take yourself too seriously to care about what you put on your back, but blue represents millions of dollars and mm. countless jobs. And it's sort of comical how you think that you've made a choice that exempts you from the fashion industry when, in fact, you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. From a pile of stuff. Yeah, you think her gown and her dreadlocks don't matter? Well, Miranda just preached. Good for you, girl. Anyway, <laughs> I think things are getting just a tad bit dramatic right now. So listen, let's move on swiftly from all of this madness to one of my current obsessions. Um, you know, I just scoured the internet almost like all day, all day, basically. And I stumbled upon an acapella group. They're called Pentatonics. Now, I don't know. I might be late on this whole gravy train because a lot of people, you know, when I get excited, I go around to people and I've been telling them about this. Like, you won't believe they're so awesome. You should listen to them sing more often they're like see so yeah, like these guys are popular they have like millions of views on youtube you're like kind of really late on this whole thing um but they do covers of popular songs but they're like six people in the actual group and they release impressive all vocal covers of popular music and the group is back uh well this was a couple of months ago they were back with their latest viral video which was about the evolution of beyonce now we all know beyonce and all of her beyonce-ness put what you think of her aside and just listen to the screen so they took some of Beyonce's popular songs, all from even Destiny's Child days. So they did like Bills, Bills, Bills and Say My Name and Survive and Bootylicious. Then they took Beyonce's songs of like Irreplaceable and Upgrade You and Single Ladies. And they all mashed it up in this creative way. There's one girl and five guys. Mind you, they beatbox and they do all these little musical whatnots. And it's all very impressive. So this is my current uh, latest obsession. I know I'm late on this train, but please just bear with me. They're very, very cool. They're called Pentatonics. And if you didn't know about them, let's just say you'll be spending the day YouTubing them as well, just like I did. But enjoy. Listen, there's just something about it. I'm like literally bouncing in my chair right now. If you're having a bad day, believe you me, you now feel better. So the name is Pentatonics. You really want to just see them. It's, 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 it's 
for lack of a better term, so flippin' interesting, and they're really ones to watch. So I just have a feeling they'll go down the um, Carmen trend. Remember Carmen, K-A-R-M-I-N? They're like this duo. They're actually a couple, and they also did this beatboxing whatnot with their mouths, and they were clicking and their whatnots, and they ended up being getting a record deal. So good on them. I, I want this stated at 9.21 on the 25th of Feb 2015. These guys are going to get a record deal and they will be massively successful. But that's what Untapped Talent is all about. Me and my little two cents of commentary and also shining a light on highly, highly impressive people with a lot of things to tell and bunch of talents as well. But let's move on with the show nonetheless and let's get it started with my very first guest. His name is Dusty Rich, comedian. I don't know if I should put a little pressure on him to like... Spit a little, do you say spit with jokes? I don't know. I'll say it nonetheless. Spit a few jokes here and then. Let's just see how creative he really is. But don't go anywhere. This is Untapped Talent with me, C.S. Sanguini Finn. Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Unreal, uncensored, unradio. Cliffcentral.com. Let's carry on the coolness. Let's carry on the quirkiness. Let's carry on Sia just trying to rub shoulders with the right people. And on that note, talking to my very first guest, comedian Dusty Rich. How are you doing? Hey, what is up, Sia, and everyone listening in Cliff Central World? Ex- see, we're on the same path because I was about to say we need a we need a name for our Cliff Central World. Cl- uh, Cliff Central Verse. Cl- you know, Cliff and Central. Yeah. <laughs> five. Cliff and Central is five. Yeah, that's a good world. There name. we go. Somewhere in Star Trek. Good all... morning. This there is too early. It's too. It, it's it's half past nine. Well, I mean, almost half past that's nine. That's a comedian, though. We don't. We work on different schedules. This is my six a.m. So this this would be my six a.m. That would be my six a.m. Okay. Before we get into this, because three I, hours faster than yeah, I'm already slower. wanting to get into this already quickly. So Dusty Reed, Rich, he describes himself basically as a comedic space warrior riding a living volcano. That's how I know how to name planets. Oh, because I'm actually from another one. So that's how I know. <laughs> Welcome to Earth and to Cliff Thank Central Versi. Nice. Yeah, the weather is quite nice. Okay. Um, the the talent is good. There's, there's that singer outside. That girl's pretty cute. Ashlyn Gray. Oh, my is she? Second, uh, yeah, I think she's still in school. Oh wow! She's, well, then she's not cute. But, <laughs> then but she is legal. You're in the safe ground. She's no, eighteen. Well, yeah, I have a lady, but uh, she's very. She looks talented. She has nice. Um, in one way, is she talented? Voice. Yes, as he gestures to the chest. Well, that's where the voice comes from. Sia, what's wrong with you? Yeah, Don't you even know anatomy? Sorry, I passed on that at school. It was not my greatest strength. You studied speaking. Studied talking for a living. So did I. I study speaking. Okay, let's praise ourselves. This is going to yes, be quite something else. Yes, I'm a comedic else. space warrior. That's what I do. I yeah. do comedy from another place. Um, I don't know where it is. I don't know how it got you. And I'm just basically a conduit for it. It just comes through me. I'm some sort of yes. comedy oh, seer. Now he's getting very like deep and philosophical. <laughs> Pull out your dictionaries, people. Comedians have brains. Yeah, this, that's impressive. Impressive, <laughs> Thank you. Mr. Thank you. I know vocabulary. I've read. But listen, let's get serious for a second. Okay. This, is, this is one of the big things that get I'm... Let's yeah. do this. Yeah, no, quite a little oxymoron in the making. Phrase yourself. This is one of the things that are really, that really intri- intrigues me with comedians. Yeah. And this is what I think is somewhat underplayed in most situations. Comedians are very smart. 
You wow. have to be very, very smart to be able to have that timing, that feel for a room, for a crowd, what to say, how to say it. And how you can just turn a normal adventure of just going to the store to something that will have people literally rolling on yeah, the floor laughing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think intelligence is a genre. I think you get street smart. I think you get book smart. I think you get tertiary education smart, etc., yeah. etc. You get Mbeki smart, and then you get Zuma smart, which is two different smarts, uh, okay. worlds apart, but yeah. equally equally beneficial, apparently. Now, that's what I'm saying about comedy is <laughs> I don't think – I mean, I never had tertiary education. I never would bother with that kind of thing because it's institutionalized. But I reckon – But edu- uh, education ed- is good. Case. Education is amazing. <laughs> you, well, I mean, it depends where you get it from, and don't you don't have to get it from anywhere specific. But to be smart – is 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 a day to day thing. I mean, yeah. I think it's a question of how you broaden your horizons, and that's what I think comics do. We broaden our horizons a lot more than other people. We experience more. We're open to more. Yeah. We're we're um we're we're, we're able to, able to dance in different people's lives so oh, that we see, learn. Look the images well, dancing yeah. people's lives. So we learn. Probably what you write do. that down and use that. Somewhere. That's what we. Like, I think that's what comedians are. Basically, we're just mirrors. Yeah. We're just mirrors. Mirroring of yeah, society. We just exactly. know how to mirror you, and we're. I think this is it. This is. It's got nothing to do with smart. It's got everything to do with complete and utter pure, unadulterated honesty. That's what comedians are. Who? That's that's exactly what we do. We're honest to you, and then you go, ha ha! Yeah. I do do yeah. that. That's crazy. <laughs> and then yeah, that's. I think we're just honest. We're we're the most honest human beings. It is true though. That's, yeah. I think that's what it is. And sometimes to our fo- to a fault, and sometimes to our detriment, we're yeah. just super honest, and that's why we get in trouble. But it is our jobs. Yeah. It is our jobs to get in trouble. We chose. Well, the vocation chose us. Yeah, yeah. But that's we get in trouble on purpose. That's what we do. We discover. We. But feel. Dusty, when did you feel you actually have a knack of humor? And then when when did the switch happen for you? Where you go, I'm a funny guy, and yeah. I can actually make money off this. It was about three minutes after I was born. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Because and I'd only, I started breathing late. I was breathing through my mum, and then they snipped the umbilical cord, and then I was like, ha ha! I can do this funny thing. Yeah, totally. And, you know, no, I have always known. I have always known. And wh- I mean, like to be funny is mm-hmm. a very different thing to being a comedian because you could tell a joke in any any moment in your life, and somebody will find it funny. But to be a comedian, I think, is a very different thing than just being funny. How's it different? It, it, it's a discovery. It's it's a search. It's a de- it's like we're detectives. Uh, you know, detectives where we try and find what it is about life that 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 resonates with other human beings. And then we add a spoonful of sugar because that always helps the medicine go down. Yeah, as I okay. learned from my hero in life, Miss Mary Poppins. Shout out! Um, <laughs> and she it taught me that everything you can oh tell goodness. you can tell someone anything as long as you got a bit of sugar on it. And that's what humor is. Humor is sugar. Yeah. Humor humor makes it go down a bit easier. You can tell the biggest you know scariest man in the world that uh, you know the emperor is in fact naked. Why is everybody? think the emperor is naked yes he does not have new clothes and we don't get beheaded because we're com- comics you know Comedians. all your analogies and visuals and images i'm just <laughs> like i'm wrapped in your dusty you rich should, world you hey? be in my mind now listen let's go back you know you have all this great wisdom now but mm. let's go back to your very first comedy show yes how did that go that was um brilliant actually now this is the irony about i don't know if all comics go through this but i started in a 
tiny little pub that cockroaches didn't even go to down in Durban, Umbilo. Shout out to Umbilo. Hold up, did you grow um, up in Durban? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where? Durban oh, there we go. South Coast, Manzum Toti. Ah, you're yeah, a Toti yeah. boy. And then also a bit of Durban, etc. My first gig, I went out. Um, I'd seen comedy my whole life. I'd grown up with Billy Connolly. You know, you guys were watching KTV and I was watching Billy Connolly swearing Scottish. Okay. So <laughs> I learned how, I learned what comedy was and then I saw someone do it and then I was like, ah, it, it is a thing. You yeah. can do it in this country. I had no idea. I literally, I didn't know who the Trevors were, the Davids, the, the, I didn't know who anyone was. Yeah. And I didn't know it existed because I, I suppose I was just a surfer and I never watched a television or listened to a radio. Gnarly dude. And gnarly. then I saw it and then I was like, oh, I want to do that. And then I went and did it at this tiny little pub with about, I don't know, it must have been about 15 people or something like that. Yeah. And they laughed their asses off. What did and you I talk about? Like, do you still remember? <laughs> My first joke was a rape joke. <laughs> oh, that always goes down well. Um, then, uh, that was, that was, it was a very funny one though. It wasn't like a, a hardcore one. Do you still and remember then, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us? Um, I'm so poor right now. I'm thinking of turning to crime. I'm thinking I'm turning to crime because I'm poor. I'm sick of this, but I don't know which crime to choose. So I'm thinking of starting with rape. Yeah, I'll do rape first. Problem is, I have a fear of rejection. So I, I don't know. Come here, bitch. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Are you sure? No. Okay. That was my first ever joke. And people I feel, laughed. I feel bad laughing people at laughed. this. People laughed. I, I did, like, when you start off comedy, you come across a lot more hardcore because you're like, God, um, what would you call it? Uh, what do you, what do you call it? Um, you're a bit more, a bit more frightened, so you come up with a much more stronger front, and then yeah. you do like inappropriate gags like that and everything like that. But you learn as you go what's funny to people, and then what's funny to you, and then you amalgamate the two. That gig was amazing. Second yeah. gig was incredible. Third gig, I died a thousand deaths. I always hear this term "die" with comedians. Uh, let me give you some uh, vocabulary. So, "die" yes. is to is to not perform well. Okay. okay, and not to connect with the audience. They're not enjoying what you're doing, and you're not enjoying what you're doing. That's anymore. when you get awkward laughs instead yes. of like genuine. Well, I mean, sometimes you don't get laughs. Sometimes you get awkward laughs, etc., oh. etc. Dying is an integral part of becoming a comedian because then you know it's, you know that amalgamation between what you like and what they like comes together. Okay. And if it's not doing that, then you're dying. To kill is to do really well. Is to is to destroy, is to crush, is to, okay. is to perform so you, well. So you killed your first I killed my routine. first gig and you I died, died on like my the third. F- okay. A very funny story is my mom, <laughs> so she is comedy terms and then she doesn't, because she's a mom, she doesn't know how to talk properly to people under her age of 70, 100 years old. 70, 100, yeah. So I'll be going to the airport. <laughs> she'll be dropping me at the airport when I start a comedy. And I'll be like touring Joburg and she'll be there and drop me off. And then she'll be like, bye boy, kill them. Uh, uh, yeah. That's not. Yeah. They, they have those statements over the, the intercom as to not say things about airplanes. Ex- yeah. And once or twice I got in a very dodgy look from a security guard. But luckily I said, hey mom, go home, bake a cookie or something. I don't know and what that, mom's Yeah, doing. that diffuses the go, situation, go right? Go be mom age somewhere else. Go be mom age. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, to, I, I, something I, else. I started well. Yeah. And, uh, and then it had a little dip. But I've always, I don't know, I suppose I, you, you never want to be arrogant and say you're natural or whatever that crap but is. But you can be proud of yourself. You know, I, I, I know what I'm doing. I yeah. know how to connect with you guys. I know. And if I don't know, you're going to connect with me because you're like, what is going in in that poor child's world? Yeah. So so I, I really dig it. I really love it. I love it more than anything that's ever existed on this planet. Dusty, what have you learned about the South African audience? Um. Audiences are audiences. We're all human. Borders are created by 
old men who want young men to go and fight for them. It's I don't care who's who. I'll uh-huh. perform to anyone. There's no such thing as a South African audience for me. Just, I mean, we all have our idiosyncrasies and that word. And idiosyncrasies. Oh, yeah, we it's nailed, nailed it. it. It's like 6 a.m. and we nailed it. Um, yeah. Idiosyncrasies, <laughs> and we all have our cultural issues, etc., etc. But I don't believe in any of that stuff. I believe we're all... Of the same strain of energy We're all human beings we're yeah. all, It all resonates for us And therefore I don't do Culturally specific comedy Unless it's a commentary On a specific thing That tickles me at that moment But uh, I like to do comedy That resonates with all of us That yeah. you know, resonates with flesh Rather than culture Or country Or I don't believe in borders man yeah. I don't know why we have a Allegiance to soil South Africa is just soil. It's just rotten now that soil. You say, now that you put it that way. Yeah, man. We're yeah. all human. We should all respect and treat each other with laughter, etc., and just make love. And I mean that in its physical and theoretical and philosophical form. But we should just we should just love each other and stop like I would I want I do comedy yeah so I could do more comedy so whoever I do that to I don't care I don't care at all. Overall, though, what has comedy? also taught to you that you've now basically put into your life in action? Um, consistency would be a good one. Uh-huh. Consistency, like, you know, st- stay the course. Because you, you, you t- when you start out, you're like, this is... Because I started in Durban, and <laughs> as you know, now living in Joburg, starting yeah. an entertainment career in Durban is not exactly the most... The be-all and end-all, yeah. yeah. So, that's why I moved straight so, up to Yeah, that's why we all did. That's why we all did. Uh, yeah, Durban, fix your entertainment industry, <laughs> damn it. Something needs to happen um, there. So uh, so staying power would be the best because it trains you, it trains you to... F- to figure out that you want this as much as anything in the world and you're hungry for it and you will eat, sleep, poo it. So you stay, you stay, you stick to it. And I, I think that's what anyone should do. Don't all become rappers. Stop becoming rappers. Stop becoming radio DJs. There's enough But what if us. I sat on the mat and I saw a cat and then it went splat, yo? Yo, chill out. Boom. D- DJ <laughs> Sirama. Sirama. I'm going to see and I ride. There we someone, go. Someone, someone needs to be a plumber. Why don't you just be a famous plumber? Yeah. Why don't you just be a famous... Stop being a... But why is everyone off, uh, garnering to be famous? Because that's another of, thing. Because of your I think that's a whole other show. Before, your new story before with those Kardashian people and the way they, <laughs> the way they glorify... That chick is famous because of her vagina. That's the only... I've never seen her do anything remotely <sighs> talented. And then she made a video game for little children to become famous like her. So wow. just what we're trying to tell you, little children, yeah. in this show is stop showing off your bits and do something interesting. <laughs> do something creative. Add to the world. Stop destroying it with your smut. Okay. Back on <laughs> Dusty Rich. Thank you very much, <laughs> sir. Listen, how do you deal with people who don't like you? Well, I don't know. I've never come across anyone. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no. Um, I was about to say, you're very lucky there. Man, comedy, like music, like like rap, like like any artistic creative substance is genre specific okay so you people what's your favorite band go what's your favorite band right now uh you two you two is your favorite band. don't judge me exactly i was about to <laughs> i was about to come from a holy ivory tower and but rain I down hatred haven't found <laughs> why yeah. do you live in the 80s no um <laughs> or 70s wherever they come from and the my favorite band is not that band it's yeah. genre specific so for someone not to like my comedy makes perfect sense but i'm not going to get angry at a gust of wind 
a gust of wind is just a gust of wind. I'm not going to personalize Ooh. it. And that's the same thing with people who don't like my comedy. They're yeah. gusts of winds. I'm not going to personalize them. I'm going to be like, okay, cool. That's not your genre. I will put on a mask of an Indian guy and hide a camera and do some Leon Schuster comedy for you. You know what I mean? People dig that. To each his own. Exactly. To each exactly. his own. So that's haters it. are integral. In fact, I, I got a little bit of hatred. I want hatred because if you get hatred, it means you're making it. That means you're doing something. means you're agitating. means you're, you're sending out vibrations. It's a reaction. And exactly. at the end of the day, that's what exactly. all art is. So hate forms me. Of. I want you to. Send in your hate mail to the show. What's your email address? You let the you <laughs> No, maybe just, they don't. Just filter the good ones to me. Yeah, we can just move past that. So listen, <laughs> let's talk about you and all your upcoming things. Go. So already, we can't admit, we can't announce anything as yet, but there's a nice yeah, big yeah, yeah. possible be, tour yeah, later yeah, on yeah. in the year. Then there'll be stuff. There's lots of stuff happening. But also, on the 28th of Feb, the white guy, Dusty Rich, will be performing at Blacks Only? Yes. Talk um, about New that, South Africa. Oh man, that gig, man. <laughs> I heard about that gig when I started comedy. Yeah. Like years ago. And, and I always wanted to be on it because of who started it, David Cow. And yes. David Cow is our first comedian, alternative comedian in this country. He's the first dude, uh-huh. which impresses the, the, you know, the shit out. Oh, am I allowed to swear on Cliff Central? It's on radio, yes. Okay. But um, already you had said it. So we can't I've take already it back. sworn. <laughs> you already oh, oh, yes, I had at that point. Um, <laughs> So I always wanted to be on the gig. Yeah. And uh, it, how it runs is this joke on apartheid, uh, slacks blanca, whites only, the yeah. beaches, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a joke on that, blacks only. It's not really blacks, blacks only. only. Got and, it. And uh, like Chris Forrest, for instance, is a long time running uh, white guy on the show. Yeah. So I've always wanted to be on it. And like I was just biding my time and just, you know, and then finally I got the call last week and they were like, hey, come do blacks only. And I was like, hey, I just had a poo. I'm very excited. Yeah, talking. So, yeah. um, <laughs> when they said that, I'm very stoked to be on it. I love that show. I've always loved it. Heavyweights Comedy Jam was another one that I always want to be on, but that's not really happening anymore. But it's a big show. Yeah. And I like, I like, I like being, you know, I'll be the token, which makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm not white. But then the, I'm not black. Uh, okay. I don't know what I am. I'm other. Well, you know what? In wrapping up as well. <laughs> but tomorrow <laughs> the, night. Yes, the exciting Comedy Central that is special. Fun. Yes. What, explain that. What's going on with that? When I started comedy again, I used to see these Comedy Central specials in America where they used to do these half an hour shows. Yeah. And my favorite comedians, or who became my favorite comedians, all started like in doing their specials for HBO, et cetera, et cetera. Then, uh, Mr. Joe Parker, I've heard of him. He's like our uh, daddy, father of comedy. He, uh-huh. he was like, um, let's do it. Yeah. Is that a good part? <laughs> I, <laughs> I have no idea. Let's do it. And um, I get to do it. I get to do my own special on Comedy Central. I our very own Comedy Central, which is amazing. That's flipping awesome. It's incredible. Though. It's one of my. It's really definitely a career highlight. No, that's, that's tomorrow night. That's very very cool. Yeah. Amongst of like the long list of achievements, you know, it's really go on with your bad self. Is oh, what you I know, also I'm gonna say. make. I'm gonna make waves. Where can people get a hold of you? Where can people get more info? How can people please, participate in the dusty richness? Yes. Please, please concentrate on doing more of the internet, human beings. Use okay. the internet more. Do yeah. that more because the real world is. Crap. That internet thing. www.dustyrich.com. Dusty Rich, D-U-S-D-Y-R-I-C-H.com. It's a very simple one to remember. You don't even have to write it down in your office on your yellow, little yellow post-its. Just remember that in mm. your mind. Go to www.dustyrich.com. It is a hub for all my other things at Dusty Rich Twitter. Yeah. Dusty Rich Comedy on Facebook. Dusty Rich Tube on, Alice. on, on, on YouTube and at Dusty Rich on Instagram and Vine. So just, just everywhere, go, just everywhere. Just use the internet. People are two people. seconds away from sitting outside of your house. The right way they follow you everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Right if I see you at your house, you will come in and I will make you a good cup of tea. So listen, let's now wrap up. Okay. Going back to Ashlyn Gray. 
Who's that? Oh, the, oh, the, the, the lovely the, singer, the singer sitting outside yes, who's showing yeah, yeah, me next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said she was talented? She's got a good surname currently. Gray. She's trending at the moment. Kristen Gray. Yeah, yeah. Do you think she's related? Things oh, that know. make it go, hmm. So listen, know. let's play you out with one of her songs and you let me know what you think about okay. this. I'm going to let you know off air though. Then the song will be playing. Exactly. Okay. It's one of those dynamics yeah. of radio. Thank you for having me. Mr. Yeah. Dusty Roach, thank you very much. I'm going to talk about you one day when I win my Grammy. Yeah. Can comedians wear Grammy? Win Grammy? Yes. Oh, yeah. If you release like a book, then you record an audio version. Of that. And you can win a Grammy it's for that. It's an audio. V- yeah. You she can be nominated. She's Awards, aren't they? Let's write a book he reads a just book to well. win an. He reads a book well. He has a grammar. We're onto something. I'm gonna win an Oscar. We're onto something. Oh. This is Untapped Talents right here on CliffCentral.com. <laughs> CliffCentral.com. Thank you, bro. There's a voice inside my head, and it won't let me sleep. Keeps telling me I can't. Locks doors and hides the keys. Doubting every move I make. Are they right or are they wrong? No dotted line or X On a journey of my own I'll bring my battleships to war With sword and shield and hand I won't let him win We've got another plan I'll bring my battleships to war Through thick and thin we'll go I'll stop until we conquer This war we've come to know
cliffcentral.com. Oh, Ashlyn Gray, ladies and gentlemen, with Battleships. And she now joins me. What a voice. What a cool chick. Just what talent. Thank you so much for coming on to the show this morning. Thanks so much for having me, Sia. Ashlyn, you know, I'm not one to point out age because I really do think to get philosophical for two seconds, age or defining yourself in any way, shape or form can only just hinder the greatness that awaits you. But here you are at 17 with this amazing song, so up-tempo, it's pop, it's authentic, it's so you congratulations Thanks genuinely so congratulations Thanks. but at 17 i know wow it's a bit early but i mean here i am <laughs> how has the reception been particularly two battleships as one of your singles and to you as a 17 year old um a lot of people you know are very supportive about the whole fact that i'm 17 yeah um i've had a few bad happenings with people saying you know you should still be in school but the thing is i'm still doing school i'm still you know completing my a-levels and whatever so you're homeschooled now right yes yeah because i was about to say we should holler at your people at the school like excuse me (laughs) i'm pumping battleships on cliff central anybody got time for you no but that's very have you always been homeschooled no i started last year in order to pursue this whole music thing so so you've taken it very seriously from a very young age even even um you started piano lessons at grade four but when did you realize like hey i have some pipes to me and i could do this seriously um it was probably about three years ago because when i started like i don't know eight years ago um my sister wanted to start singing i really sucked and i got jealous like it's a competition i'm very competitive (laughs) and i want to win at everything no i'm not so basically your whole career (laughs) is just a big in your face to your sister that's what you're saying no Um, but then I kind of realized, you know, that the arts was something I wanted to go into and I really started pursuing it seriously. Yeah. And last year I started writing songs with, um, some co-writers and then that's how we started. Greg Jordan and Wesley as well. Yes. And so shout out to them as well. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. (laughs) But listen, you've always been interested in the arts with acting and singing, you know, drama, piano lessons, Alice. What particularly draws you to being able to express yourself through the arts? Um, I think it's just, being able to affect people yeah, um, and to just relate to them because I'm a very empathetic person. So I like relating to people and um, feeling the same emotion as them and them feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, that's kind of what this world's all about and what we lack sometimes. Um, so yeah, I think that's like the thing that I really, really want to try to do is just connect to people. Yeah. You know, as a 17 year old, not only to the youth, but also to people, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Exactly. And up. There are always universal themes that we all touch on as humans. On that note as well, songwriting, how are you able to do that? Because I think as a musician, possibly is one of the hardest things to do. To be able to say, yes, I'm having a bad day, but let me write about it. Mm. With the melody and it will be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. I remember it was only last year I actually started writing songs and Battleships was the first one. Wow. And I was sitting at this piano and you have, you have to allocate time because otherwise you'd be like, oh, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. Yeah. So I'm sitting at the piano and I've had such a crap day. It was yeah. really a sucky day and... um I felt like, you know, giving up school for all this, you know, my friends at school, um, it was kind of not worth it. And then I started like, you know, writing battleships. Shucks. And I think it's, it's like, it's such a, a great inspiration to write from, you know, um, sad emotions. Yeah. It really is. Cause I think that's where all the deep nitty gritty stuff is. Cause I don't want it to be like, you know, meaningless just and just fake. And yeah. yeah. Cause it's, the world's not like that, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Positivity and negativity. Ooh, yeah. This is getting very <laughs> Let's lighten it up. <laughs> yes, exactly. So how's the journey been so far though? It's a huge sacrifice to say I'm 
you know, you didn't just eliminate education, but say, I'm stop, I'm going to stop going to day to day school, going to take on homeschooling just for this talent. How did your parents take it? How did your family as a whole and your friends take this as well? Um, at first, everyone was a bit sketchy. They were like, Ashlyn, seriously, just get over <laughs> it. You could do it while you're in school. But the thing yeah. is, I, lo- I, in grade 10, so two years ago, I missed like three months of school and, um, one set of exams. So it just was not working. Um, wow. So, you know, they kind of understood, you know, in order for me to actually achieve all my dreams and goals, I kind of have to sit at home and teach myself. <laughs> so you were 100% this decision. What, have there ever been moments where you go, this is really what I want to do? Am I 100% sure about this? So many, so many. And um, what keeps you going though? The response to the music, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say, you know, this made my bad day a lot better. Mm-hmm. That for me is just like, okay, I'm making an impact. When CS says he's been the ultimate groupie and been bumping battles. You should have seen my smile. Oh my gosh. I was smiling from ear to ear. But you absolutely deserve it. And you know, one of the things I was picking up as I was listening to the song, and you know, it sounds very cerebralis, very authentic, very, you know, I'm not trying to be cool. This is who I really am. Who are some of your inspirations in your songwriting? That's one of them. Sarah is definitely one of them. Um, I really lo- like, I listen to a lot of indie music, um, uh-huh. because it, it's, I think it's a lot deeper than a lot of the pop songs that are out there. But right now, Taylor Swift is on the cards. I love her yes. so much. You yeah. know, I think it takes a lot of, um, courage to change genres. Yeah. And I think like that's what makes an artist is the courage to say things. Like Dusty was saying just now, you know, it's not easy being hated on. And yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's the inspiration. So how do you balance that? You know, you at the core of who you are, are an artist, but how do you put on the hat of being now handling business and organizing gigs and publicity and a strategy, um, balancing what people say about your music? How do you balance all of that with just saying, I just want to write songs and sing people? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, well, my mom definitely keeps me in order. Yeah. Yeah. So she's basically helping me out with the whole business thing and I've got a publicist. So, you know, I think delegating tasks is the only way to really get everything, you know. Yeah. In their perfect place and get everything done in one day. You, so it's a teamwork. It's a huge teamwork and a lot of hard work from everyone in my team. 100%. You have to work smart, not work hard. Exactly. Look at Sia uh, trying to offer hard. advice You can now. also work hard. <laughs> exactly. Um, but let's talk about the future. Already performing, already writing your own songs, fantastic songs by, uh, with that at such a young age. What does the future hold for Ashlyn? More songs, definitely more music. Um, and a lot more performances. So... Uh-huh. I've got a few lined up, like at Wolves, and you know, like just the small things, because I like the whole acoustic vibe. It's so, um, it's, it's one on one. It's really yeah. like, you know, beautiful. Um, and then hopefully some bigger shows coming up. Yeah. Fingers what are, crossed. What, it's going to happen. Let's speak it out there. It's going to happen for sure. We're going to write it down right now. What's your ultimate performance? Which is the biggest singer that you'd like to perform with? Or, you know, which stage would you like to grace one day? This is in your pipelines. Okay. So just an SA, I think, you know, the whole festival thing, like yeah. K Day and Joburg Day and so on. Those are really, really cool. Yeah. Um, and sowing the seeds. Otherwise, I'd love to perform with someone like Echo Smith or. Ah, the cool kids. Yes. I love them. They're so cool. <laughs> Emphasis, oh, on, emphasis on just uh. saying cool kids. I'll leave the singing to you. I won't even try to sing that song. So Echo Smith along those lines. Uh-huh. Yeah, like Taylor Swift. They're all really cool. You know what? I think as long as they kind of fit into your vibe, then yeah. 
And I've so, I've really got a lot of artists, like on my playlist, my phone's just music. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Rightfully so though. And you're doing a fantastic job at it. And listen, I feel like Papa Smurf over here. I'm so, so proud. (laughs) Already like doing great things. And you know what? Of course, Battleships is already up there in one of my favorites in my playlist. So thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks so much for having me. You are absolutely awesome. Listen, where can people get more information about you personally and find out where and when you'll be gigging? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, most of them are just Ashlyn Gray. So Twitter's Ashlyn Gray. Yeah. With du- um, double N. Lots of people get that one wrong. <laughs> I double N and then Gray with an A. There we go. Otherwise, on Facebook, just search Ashlyn and I'll be there. As simple as that. Ashlyn, thank you so much for coming in. You've been an awesome guest with an amazing story to tell and an even better song. So all the best. <laughs> Listen, whatever happens in the future, you know where to put stop. Untap talent with Sia. And we'll be able to catch up on all the great things that are happening with you. Hey? Always. Thanks so much for having me. What really. an awesome show. Time. It's been an amazing hour. So thank you to my guests, Ashlyn and Dusty, for stopping by. And most importantly, thank you for having us on and hearing all these great stories my guests have to tell. So done and dusted another Wednesday just gone just like that. But until next week, Wednesday, once again from 9 till 10, right here on cliffcentral.com. My name is Sia, and I'll see ya. Unreal. Uncensored. Unradio. Cliffcentral.com.